0: Yeah. Good evening, today we're learning Maseches, Megillah, Daf Yod and Yod Testament Aleph. We'll be stopping three lines by, before the bottom of the page of Yod Testament Aleph, and at least as of now, until the meteorologists in the room tell me what uh, the weather is on Shabbos, we're planning to learn Daf Yomi on, um, on Shabbos morning at 8 a.m. per the announcements, um, and uh, on that morning we'll spend 45 minutes learning Yod Testament Beis and, and Daf Kuf. As you can see, those pages are, I guess, what we could call normal sizes, give or take, um, and uh, hopefully that won't play out into very difficult sugyes. So says the Gemara, we are about a third of the way down on Yurches Aleph. We're starting at the words Mikan Va'elech, which is about five, four lines above the very wide lines on Yurches Aleph. And says the Gemara, what had we been talking up about until now? Yesterday's sugya was about the structure and organizational flow of The Shemona Esrei, why Avos before Gvuras, why Gvuras before Kedusha, Tachone, V'chule, V'chule, all the way through Shemona Esrei, based on Psukim, based on Tzvaraz, V'chule. So then the Gemara says, that's all great and wonderful. However, what if I feel like I want to praise a Kodesh Baruch Hu more? Says the Gemara, you're not allowed to praise Hashem any more than is found inside the Shmona Esrei. Not allowed. What does the Pasuk say when it says, so what does the Pasuk mean when it says, who can articulate the strengths of Hashem? Who can make her all of his praise. So how does the Gemara Darshan this Pasuk, a very important drasha. Who is the one who has the right to articulate Hashem's strengths only only if you can be exhaustive in regards to how great Hashem actually is. But if you're not able to do that, and we're not able to do that, so then we should not be doing that. And Amar Bar Barachana, and he takes it a step further Further in the name of his Rebbe, Amar Yohanan, last short line, If a person gets into this phase of like the high levels of compliments, one after the the next about a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Ne'kar min ha'olam, he gets a punishment. Not because we don't love a Kodesh Baruch Hu, but because we're barking up a tree that we can't climb. We can't even get to the bottom of the skin of the foot of the body that is able to represent a Kodesh Baruch Hu, And therefore, we're not allowed to do so. But then why do it at all? So Anshe Knesset Agdola had the formula because they had Navim They knew what they were doing. They knew what the upper limit was, and they based. We didn't learn this yesterday, but like even Hakela, Agadah like VeAnora, all of that is rooted in sukin, It's not Stum. The language is very, very, very particular, especially in the in the primary three brachos and in the closing three brachos, which are very similar for uh, for all uh, all religions, as it were. Uh, the ones. Yes, a okay, those. <laughs> but the ones in the middle, I have a lot of latitude. But as David pointed out, and as I think we all know, most of the, the chassimas of those brachos right. are the same. But Anshik Nessagdola wrote it. They knew what they were doing. But we're we're Balabatim. We're, we're even if we're tamim chachamim. We're not allowed to be t- t- adding there, and that is nekar min ha'olam. What does the text prove for this? And emar hayisupar Can we speak about him? Ki <rategy> adaber imamar ish ki yuvula. You'll be swallowed. ish kvar gburaya ve'amri la ish kvar gibur chayil. We don't know which abiyudah was. Was he from giboraya or was he from gibur chayil? We don't know. My dechsi lachadumi yasehila. What does it mean to you? Silence is praise. Sama Samadukula Mashtuka, the drug for everything is silence. Kiyasa Ravdimi, when Ravdimi came to Eretz Yisrael, Omar, he said as follows: Bama Rava in my hometown, what they said in Eretz Yisrael was Mila Bisela. If a word was worth one unit of money, Mashtuka betrayed. I'll pay you double to be quiet, because silence at times can be more powerful than speaking. Maybe in most cases, probably. Uh, I don't know. It depends what we're adding to the mix. Otherwise, it's probably better to stop talking. Three lines down into the wide lines, and Kra al Pelo Yotza. So, this is the bar mitzvah boy challenge. Sometimes, when you have a kid who knows their parsha by heart, I knew my bar mitzvah parsha cold but at the start of my bar mitzvah. I could have looked up in the air, I could have been rolled to the wrong parsha, I would have done fine. But that's also, you have to read from the Ksav. That's what the Gemara here is talking about in regards to the Megillah, that you're not Yotze by reading by heart. But how do we know this? Halfway down, Yod Chesim and what is the Mare that teaches us that we can't read it by heart? We have here by the Megillah it says and then it says over there by Amalek just like over there we have the mitzvah of reading Parsha Amalek so then that's what transfers over the Gzei Shava bridge we have a bridge t- teaching us from the world of Amalek to the world of Megillah that we have to actually read it says the Gemara uh, so we have to read a bepe from a cloth. It has to be a be safer. Says the Gemara, how do we know about Amalek? Um, that in regards to Amalek, that kriyahi, who says anything about reading? The Pusik doesn't say that it has to be read. All it says is Dilma'i'un Baalma. Maybe it's just that you have to read it. But who says you have to actually read it out loud? We wouldn't be able to learn about Megillah from Amalek if by Amalek we have no obligation to read it. Who cares if the words are there? We're talking about reading Bealpeh. Can you or can you not read Valpes? So answers the Gemara, Lo selk that is not possible. The Gemara says Dhsiv, but that does not make sense. It should be Datanya. The reason we know it's Datanya is because it's not just a Pasik that's quoted, it's a drusha on the Pasik, and that is not Dhsi, that is Datanya, the, the Bryce of Rice. Zachor, Yachul Balev. I might have thought that the word Zachor means only in your heart. But when we have another pasuk that speaks about not forgetting, then that pasuk of And if that's true, what does the word Zachor mean? It has to be pepe, but from a safer. And that's what we transfer over in the Zera Shava. That just like we have in one case the word Zechira, and in another case, the word Zechira, one by Megillah, one by Amalek. They both have to be basefer, they both have to be bapeh. That is how we know that we are not allowed to read the Megillah by heart says the Gemara halfway down to one of the two dots, about six, seven lines into the wide lines on Yerches and Aleph, that if you read Targum, if you read the translation, you are not yotze. says the Gemara, what is the case? If the actual Megillah was written in Hebrew, and you're reading a translation of that, you're on the English side of the art scroll, and it was in the days of Ahasverosh, so says the Gemara, that that can't be the case. Alped, that's the previous case of reading by heart. You're not reading what's in the book. You're reading something on your own. Says the Gemara, you've misunderstood. What is the case of reading Targum? Tichsiva Targum the Carla Targum. It's written in French and you're reading it in French. That's what's happening. And nothing else, says the Gemara, quoting another part of the Mishnah. that whatever language you are, whatever you need to hear in the language you understand is allowed. We're Americans. What if we heard it in English? The Queen's English, Canadian, it doesn't matter. Any English is fine. We understand it. Maybe with an Australian accent, we'd still understand it. How is it written? So it says the Mishnah, you're allowed to do that. But that doesn't really make sense. And I highlighted, I foreshadowed this question a drop yesterday. the But we had said in our Mishnah, loyata." <speaking in Hebrew> We said in the earlier part of the Mishnah that if you say it in any language, you're not Iosek. And now we're saying over here, as long as it's Loazos Bilaz, if you read it for the foreigner in his language, he's, he's Polish, you're reading it in Polish, that's your yotse. that's a stira. You can't have both ways. It says the Gemara, that when we say Bilaz, when we say that there's a foreign language, it's only speaking about Yavani. We learned about this about 10, 15 ago. And this was the Shita, as we will see in detail again today, the Shita of, of Rashbag that we are allowed to write Sifre Tanach. In Greek, not because the Greeks were special, but because of Adrasha and Psukim, as we saw many blood ago. So it says the Gemara Hechidami, what is the case of the Yevani? If the Megillah is written in proper Hebrew, but we're reading it with Greek, so you're then the same as before, that can't be the case because that's the same thing as reading it al just reading it by heart, says the Gemara. That's not what's happening. It's written for a foreigner in Yavanis, and everything is perfect, says the Gemara, interjecting only because we just said, Umar of Acha the Umar of Lazar. Now we're going to quote another quote from him that has absolutely nothing to do with our Gemara at all. We'll come back to our Gemara in just a couple of lines. The Umar of Acha Amr Belazar. Again, this was one of the memory tricks that they did, is that they would group the uh, the comments of an Amora in one spot. So what is this one? So Minain Shekharukash Barkhil Yaakov Kale, the Yaakov was referred to with the name of Aleph Lamed. Very strange. I didn't know this until I read this Gemara yesterday. He was called Kela uh, Ruchos. What did I say? Ruchos. Is that a pasuk somewhere? It must be yeah, somewhere. Yeah. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. There's a synapse in my brain that enjoyed the word Ruchos. Oh, okay. Very good. I don't remember. But now I'll actually read the word in front of me, because that's why you can't be kore <laughs> al just, uh, I'm just I'm just highlighting a pedagogy. I'm just, uh, just showing how it's done. So we can't... Re- <laughs> so says the Gemara. What oh, was that word? A pedagogy? says the Gemara that he was called al uh, and uh, Aleph Lamed, Elokei Yisrael. Hashem called him Aleph Lamed. Yaakov, Vayikra Lo. Yaakov was called Aleph Lamed and by Elokei Israel. The Yisrael, that it was the Mizbeach that was being spoken about in that process, that Yaakov was referring to the Mizbeach, Karale Yaakov Aleph Lamed, that he referred to the Mizbeach as Aleph Lamed, that can't be. Because then it should have said Vayikra Lo Yaakov, that Yaakov referred to the Mizbeach as that, which it didn't say, Ella It must therefore be Vayikralo Lo Le Yaakov Aleph Lamed, that he was given the name of Kale Again, what does this mean? God had deity ala flamed and from like alim called alim gvar strong umikaro umikro ala flamed who called him that eloke israel that's shot in the pasuk by Ikra, lo. Uh, he was called ala by who eloke israel that's how the pasuk reads now uh, back that was a parenthesis back to our discussions two-thirds of the way down halfway through the wide lines says the gemara mace we have a brysa a brysa that's going to question our assumption about writing in greek says the gemara kara gift uh ilmis madis ivanis if it's read in any of those languages loyatsa but you just told me about you know forty five seconds ago that it was uh, totally acceptable to do it in Greek. What does it say over here that by Yovanus Lo so which one is it? Hello, Damya. This is not really comparable. It really needs to be read like this. Giftis gift giftim The language of giftis for those from giftim. Ivris ivrim Hebrew for those who are from ivrim. Rashi here writes, I think it's Rashi, writes uh, that they're from Aram. Ever Hanahar. Uh, that's where they're from. We saw this reference earlier. Ilmis ilmim and Yevanis le yata. So it's not to say, it just means you can't, you just can't read in those languages for people who don't understand them. You can't just say, oh, we're reading the we're reading the Magillan Giftis this year. You can't do that because nobody understands it. And we'll get to the, some of the details about how much you have to understand to be yotze. Says the Gemara, if that if this is true, that all of these languages can be read this way, then Robin and Shmuel, a little bit earlier, Ihachi Rab Shmuel, Shmuel, amayim mokmila masnitsin bilaz What's the magic of saying that our Mishnah is talking about Yivonis? Any language in laws, you can be yotze. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as you understand it. So says the Gemara, Lookma uh, b'chol It could be any language. Ella nisim Really, our mishnah is right, like the brayso that it can be in, a, in any language. And when Rav and uh, and when Rav and Shmuel were talking about Yevonis v'chi Itmar, de Rav and alma Itmar, they were just picking one language out of the hat. Says the Gemara, Rav and Shmuel da amrei tarvayu laz Yevonis l'chol kasher. That reading it in Greek is perfectly fine, but that's a problem. V'aktani li li in lekule alma. Lo. So if Rav and Shmuel are going to say that you're are allowed to read in Yovanis that the Bryce is very difficult because the Bryce impr, uh, 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 implies that that can only be for someone who's Greek, someone for whom that's their that's their their, their, their their a language that they understand. Says the Gemara. No, really, what's happening here is that Rab and Shmuel in who they hold they hold like Rav and Ben Gamliel as we learned earlier in the that Swarm that when it comes to Swarm, we hold that they can be written in both Hebrew and in Greek. So, you know, real Yavanim, or is it Jesus? anyone who understands Greek? So it could be. Jesus. Oh, this assumption of Rashbag is that even if you don't understand it, it can you'll be Yotze. We'll discuss that in a minute, actually. Okay. About being Yotze when you don't understand, uh, we'll see soon a very important era he- about the Megillah. One uh, that is almost more grand than any of the words on the page of the Megillah because you can be Yotze even if you don't understand everything, which is good because a lot of us don't understand everything. Same thing with the Torah, but that's a little different because that has a category of what's called Chovas Sibur. So Chovas Sibur is not a Chovas So there are times when I've asked Shila to Rabbanim, it's okay for you to miss uh, Shabbos Davening this week for reasons X, Y, or Z, whatever, like my vacation. when I remember I asked Shiloh once. I remember what it was. We were supposed to go up to uh, Lake George. It never ended up happening. We were supposed to go up to Lake George, but we were going to be missing all of Davening. There's no minion there. So I asked Shiloh back in the day. This was probably uh, almost 20 years ago, 18 years ago. And uh, my rabbi NYU at the center of Yaakov Neuberger said it's a chovas atzibor, it's not a chovas it's you, you can go, but that's not true by Megillah, by Megillah you'd have to read it on your own if there was no tzibor so it's a little different, Uh, but similar idea you don't have to understand every word to be Yotzeh but you have to hear every word, anyways the Gemara says, if all of this is true, if the way we're understanding Rab and Shmuel is that really they hold like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, then V'leimur Halacha Kirash Bag, forget your own opinion, uh, Rav and Shmuel, you're not helping at all, you're making things more confusing, just say that we hold like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, that your are right to write in Yuvanis, says the Gemara, we couldn't do that, if we would have said that the Halacha is like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, I might have thought that that was only true by scrolls of Al-Megillah, but when it comes to the Megillah itself, I would not have thought that, because the Pasuk says that the Megillah has to be written as it's supposed to be written, namely in Ksav so then Amalo, I might have thought that Rashbag doesn't apply here and then that it can't be written in Yuvannis, Kamash Malan comes along Rab and Shmuel to make sure that we don't make such an error, and we therefore assume that uh, it can be written even in Yuvannis. This is a difficult sugya to You have to really spend a lot of time piecing together every little section of Gemara about what language it can be written. This takes time, so we don't have the time for this. But the when we stop right now, we'll see that the Megillah can be written in Hebrew and in Yovanis, and we'll see a little bit more about this on the top of the page. It says the Gemara, sheShama Ashur is Let's say that a foreigner who hears Hebrew. So let's say you have your Balchuva American. He doesn't understand Hebrew. He just became from yesterday. And today's Purim. So everybody's going to show He's sitting there in the back of the room. He doesn't understand a lick. He doesn't understand anything. So it says the Gemara, I don't understand. But hallow me to my comrade. He's a foreigner. He doesn't understand the Hebrew language. You're reading the Megillah and Kasavashur. The guys in Amhar are still right. he doesn't know the first thing about Hebrew. So, says the Gemara, what's the difference between that? At that time, women were far less educated than they are today. And you have women and children in Amhar who are uneducated, it doesn't say children. Women in Amhar, they didn't know what was going on in the Megillah either. They didn't understand the flow of events other than knowing the story from day schools if they went Bichlal. Nowadays, all of our girls go to school. So, a totally different world, says the Gemara. They don't understand either. So, Maskif, Ravina, atu anan? Do we? Eat? This is such a great question. He says, "What's your point in the first place? Do you think that we rabbis know what the following means? Atu anan? Do we understand how to run in Do we know exactly what this means? These words. So our skull will translate them for you. But really, what's going on? They didn't know. Ella, and this is a huge issue by the mitzvah of megillah. Ella mitzvah kriya nisa. You don't have to know every word." You don't have to know conceptually any words as long as it's written in Ksav Shuris or in Yuvannis. And then even if you sit there and listen, you're accomplishing something by sitting there, which is that those who do understand it, it's Pirsume Nisa and highlighting the, the miracles of this. So Hachanami, just like over there by the greats who don't know what Hachashtaranim, uh, uh, I can't even read it, Bnei Ramacham, they don't know what that means. Hachanami, in regards to those who don't speak, Ksav they don't know Hebrew, Mitzvah Kriya Su Nisa, that is the big, big yesod. Uh, of this as well and we'll speak about this more in a little bit about people who fell asleep in the middle possibly of Megillah how can you still be Yote? you're not possibly paying attention if you're sleeping it doesn't matter I mean it matters to a degree we have to define sleep we're going to define it shortly and we've seen this many times in Shas already but we'll define that shortly but we're seeing here a very big yesot it's all about Pir Nisa nine or nine lines or so at the two dots from the bottom of Yodchesim Alef, just a lot of words we're getting there Korah rugin <laughs> yatsa. If you read it in chunks, in other words, if you pause in the middle and then continue, you are still yotze. How long of a pause can you have? We'll get into that on the top of the next page. When they saw the Mishnah, they weren't sure what the word, word say Rugen means. What does Seirugen mean? So says the Gemara, they learned from the best possible place from the maidservant in Rebbe's house. They were in the house of Rebbe and the maidservant was there. She was saying to the rabbis, they were coming in in groups. They weren't all coming in as one entourage. They came in in separate chunks. Would you guys all show up at once? It's a cold, drafty house. Everybody get in the house at the same time. I want to open the door once. So what did everybody learn? rugen meant with breaks. We read the Megillah with breaks. So that's how they answered that. Another thing they didn't know. We saw this Gemara somewhere earlier. What are chaloglagos? They didn't know. So uh, let's see. de la'amsa Rebi They saw the maidservant of Rebbe She said to a certain man vader par who was sprinkling out some herb, some vegetation. I think the art scroll calls it purslane. I know it's an herb. I don't know what it is. But she, this guy, was spreading it around, and she said to oh, him. Then they learned from from the amsa Rebi They learned from his maidservant. what halog And another thing they learned was a very important thing. <speaking in Hebrew> so what does this mean? This Pasuk says, if you look at the Pasuk, <speaking in Hebrew> So, this is talking about lofty things. How will you grasp onto greatness? But they didn't know what sal lehami. So, then what happened? They heard her talking yet again. She was saying, He was playing with his hair, trying to make it look all beautiful. He was turning it this way and rubbing it and curling it and messing around with it so that it would look nice. She said to him, how long are you going to mess around with your hair for? So then they learned how do you become Usirom Mecha, your Misalsil? You take the Torah, you turn it over, you analyze it, you pick it up, you try to understand it better, you mess around with it, you test it, you, yeah, you read, you ask Shilas. That is how you become a great. Next, four lines from the bottom. They didn't know what the word yahavcha meant. <coughs> <coughs> one time, I was traveling with an Arab merchant. I was carrying uh, something very heavy. he said, the Shadi take your Yahava'ih, which now we know means is a burden, and throw it on to the donkey. Now, if we go back to the Pasuk one line higher, throw your burdens onto a Qurish Barhu. At the end of the day, when it comes to who we are and what we think we're capable of, we're all very, very, very limited. We can do what Hashem wants us to do sometimes. <laughs> that's if we have enough self-discipline. But in order for us to be matzleach at all, that's not enough. That's Allah Kodesh Baruch Hu. We are Megalvul and Zakai. We're good people. We try to do good things. And hopefully good things happen because of us. That's great. But when things are difficult, we throw our burdens to Hashem and ask Him for help. Two lines from the bottom, one last one, and then we'll come back to our Sugiah of things that we learned from the Amsa of the Bey-Rabbi. What the Pasuk meant when it said a reference to the destruction of Yerushalayim. What is the word? mean. So to She said to one of her friends, besa. Go take the broom and sweep the house." So the type of destruction was a sweeping type of destruction in Yerushalayim. And metateya today is even in modern day Hebrew is a broom. The bir Halacha is a whole discussion. Are you allowed to sweep your house on Shabbos? Because back in the day when they didn't have tiles or wood, standard flooring like we all have, normal, everybody has it. So then if you were to take a broom and uh, do a broom on on a dirt floor, that's mash That's an Israel, the rice of Choresh, the told of Choresh. That's not allowed at all. And even if, for example, your sukkah is outside on grass, you are not allowed to take a broom and and, uh, smooth out the, you know, remove dirt that way. You can pick it up with your hands, but you can't take a broom because by definition, it's going to move dirt around and smooth it out. So these are some of the halachos with the broom. So the shad the beer halacha was: Do we have a xera from non floored houses to floored houses, thereby not allowing us to uh, to sweep on Shabbos? If you really don't like like sweeping on Shabbos, you can say istepolig. There are some people who don't agree with the Mishnah Bura, but it's not really true. We're allowed to because the standard in our culture is that we have flooring. Last four lines on Yud will turn to a thinner page, Tani Rabbonin, a somewhat thinner page. The rabbis have taught us we are, this is a brisa similar to our Mishnah, kar a seirugin, we are allowed to read uh, with breaks in it, and we learned seirugin was with breaks, yatzeh, yod, yotzeh, top of yod, base. but seirusin, what does seirusin mean? Rashi says, but to read out of order, lo yatzeh, as we saw in our Mishnah. And then Rav Muna adds in as following. Rav Muna, Omer, Mishem, rev Yehuda, af be rugen even when you're reading with breaks, it's not always mutter to read with breaks, it has to be that im shak te kula chozer lorosh, that if you pause long enough, to to finish the the Megillah, then you have to start over again. That's a long pause. But let's say the dogma person has to go to the bathroom and they go to the bathroom and it's long enough of a break. He's uh, he's balkor; he's not missing any words, but the break was long enough that one could have read the whole Megillah. He has to start from the beginning. We do have this limitation on Biseir again on taking breaks in the reading that we have to make sure that the break is not to finish the entire Megillah. But the Gemara asks a brilliant, simple question. Four or five lines down. Amar Yosef. When we say that if you take a break, that you have to start over again, is that, could they more as Kula, <laughs> yeah. that you have to finish the whole thing? What, what if I only have five psukim left, 10 psukim left? How long does that take? A minute? So if I take a minute break, I have to start over again. I only have six sokim left. So the Gemara says, Do we say de That that type of break is the break that ruins your Megillah. And you have to start over. O Dilma, does the break have to be long enough to complete the whole Megillah? Me Sefa? Which one is it? Great question. The Gemara answers, it has to be May Rachela Seifa. It has to be a break. Let's say it takes 25 minutes to read the Megillah. With this particular balkor, right? it has to be that way. And says the Gemara a line that is used throughout Shas and a whole host of places: the imkain Nasata devarecha You have subjected your words to measurements. What does that mean? Well, that means that we don't have a standard uh, amount of of what uh, what is considered an interruption. We don't know what that is because if you are in the first parak, your break is. X number of Prakim. If you're in what are there ten Prakim? I think there's eleven Prakim in uh, mm-hmm. ten. Ten Prakim in the Megillah. So you have uh, if you if you took a break after the first break, you have nine to go. You take a break in the ninth break, you have one to go. That break is not the same. So therefore, the Gemara says it doesn't work that way. However long it takes for a person to read the Megillah, that's how long the break would have to be in order to ruin the reading of the Megillah. Now, how do we paskin? Do we paskin like the Shita of Rav Muna? This is subject to a machlokas Rabin Shmuel, and then a machlokas about how to understand Rav Shmuel. Says the Gemara seven eight lines. So in the name of Rav, he says the halacha is like, like Rav Muna. Ushmol says halacha is not like him. In other words, the break can be even longer than that. The Surah Masnuhachi. That's how they taught it in Surah. The Pum Pedisah They taught it a little differently in Pumpadisa that Amr of Kahana Amar Rav halacha k'irav Muna. halacha Very similar. And then here's the flip. Rabbibi Masni Ibcha. Rabbibi reversed what Rav held about Rav Muna and what Shmuel held about Rav Muna, Rav was the lenient one. Rav says that we don't have the parameter that was added by Rav Muna. In other words, if you read Rugan and you take a break, you can take a two-hour break. We don't care. You can finish the Megillah afterwards without starting over. And in fact, says the Gemara, um, one-third of the way down, Rav Yosef, we should follow the assumption of Rav Bibi that Shmuel is the one who holds like Rav Muna, that Shmuel is the one who says that if you take a, b- a break long enough to go, from beginning to the end that you have to start over. Why would we assume that? To Shmuel, whenever there's a machlokas between the Rabbanon and the Das yachid, and the Das yachid is makbid, he's more Machmir, Shmuel follows that sheath. Where do we see this? The t'nan. This was uh, scary to see a Mari Makam from Maseches. It's a little scary. Uh, what? <coughs> It was a, it was like a warning, you know, it's coming. So it says the Gemara. What was the case where we see that Shmuel is the strict one when there is a dats yachid who is strict against the rabbanon? The case was the Shmuel who dechais the a case uh, in Maseches Yavama. it's not. And the Mishnah writes, Shomeras Yavam. A Yavama a is a woman whose husband, who passed away without children, and she. Uh, has an obligation, or her, husband, her, bro- her husband's brothers have an obligation to marry her. So she's waiting to get married. And after her husband dies, her husband's brother, instead of getting married to her, proposes to this Yavama's sister. Not a very good political move, but that's what he did. Shekidesh uh, achiv es achosa the brother of the guy who died who should have proposed to the Yavama or Dan chalitza, he said, you know what, I'd rather go for this woman's sister, for the Yavama's sister, so he proposed. So, Mishun Yehuda Ben Amru Omrim Lo, we tell him, Hamtena you have to wait until something else happens. This was a strict cheetah. and Amar Shmuel, we're not going to get into this, so yeah, we'll learn it in a couple of months, in a long time, in, in March, I think we're starting in Yavamos, says the Gemara, Amar Shmuel bin so what do we see? That Shmuel holds like the strict sheet of Rabbi Huda So we see that when there's a das that's strict against the sheet of the Chachamim, that's lenient, that Shmuel is always strict. That makes more sense to say, like Rabbi and in Arsageh to say that Shmuel was of the opinion that uh, that he held that like Rav Muna, that we have a restriction by Seirugin, and the restriction is that if you, in fact, you take a break that's long enough, you have to start over from scratch. Halfway down, Yod Chesimid Bey, says the Gemara, Pana on the Rabbi's own, oh, no, Tann rabon and the rabbi septarus is not good. Hishmi busofer osios if the sofer left out some letters op sukim he left out full sukim ve ukron hakore kimatur geman Wow, you're missing something in the Megillah. When we lay in Haftarah, we're not machped on the letters at all. A lot of them are very faded. If you look in the in the Haftarah books that we have, a lot of them are faded. But he still says you're yotze. How can that be? Mesive says the Gemara. So if there were letters that were very blurry or uh, kind of almost scratched out, omikuros, or letters that were actually torn if the letter shape is still recognizable, then no problem at all, but if not then it's a puzzle, this does not work how can it be that letters are missing they need to be they need to be at least recognizable so how can it be that that's correct so it says, no, these two are talking about different things no between them and the rabbis taught us almost exactly halfway down, a little bit more Lo yomar ekra If somebody left out one pasuk, he should not. Or if he missed one pasuk, he walked out for a minute, whatever it was. He should not say ekra is cool. I'll read the rest of the Megillah and ekra I'll come back later and read the pasuk that I missed. That's Lema Freya. He has to go back to that one pasuk and continue reading. That's why if somebody taka does go to the bathroom in the middle of Megillah, you read from where you left off. Don't skip it because otherwise you're not Yotze. <laughs> Uh, and as well, you walk into Shul halfway through, halfway through the Megillah. I'll read the second half with the Tzibor. And then I'll go back and read the first half. Next two dots. How do we define Misnam Neim Yata? A person is taking a nap. Sometimes we do these things. We fall asleep when we're sitting down. Um or standing up. So it says the Gemara, how do, how do we define this? <laughs> so it says the Gemara, <laughs> you're sleeping, but you're not. Tear velo tear, you're awake, but you're not. When they say your name, you respond. But you can't say anything that's cogent, anything that's really significant. But if you remind them of something, then they'd be able to, to respond in kind. Next, one last short line. <laughs> that if a person is writing or editing a, uh, or really writing a Megillah, and they read it as they're moving along their yotze, but says the Gemara, what is going on here? How do we look at this? Either If he knows the whole thing by heart, he's reading. He finishes reading it by heart, and then he writes it down. If that's what you're going to say as to how he was yotze, how can that be? He, he wasn't reading anything that was written. He said, he said it by heart. Before he wrote, he's the softer. They don't have a Megillah And this is your Dalit. Kikivin Lebo, my hobby. Who cares? Al Pehu, he did it all by heart. You can't be yotze that way. Ella says the Gemara, last middle with line, the Kosab Suka Suka v'karila, after he wrote each Pasukah, he was Yotzeh. It says the Gemara still, if you only write the first Pasukah and read the first Pasukah, then you write Pasukah number two and you read the second Pasukah. If that doesn't work, we'll see this quoted a little bit later today on the next Amur, that the mitzvah, the requirement of the Megillah is to hear the entire Megillah. So if that's true, um, how can you say that if you've only written one Pasukah the time that your Yotzeh doesn't work. And as we'll see in the next summit, according to the Shita that says that we only have to read the Megillah from Me'ish Yehudi, that we only have an obligation to read the Megillah from there, which is the second parak of Esther. We have such a Shita. Even that Shita requires that the whole Megillah be written. You can't be Yotzeh the Megillah. Reading from a partially written Megillah doesn't work. Ella says the Gemara, it must be that this guy in the Mishnah who was reading uh, and writing he had a full Megillah in front of him that he was copying from he had a full proper Megillah resting in front of him and he was reading from that one and then he was copying it fine then you're reading from a real Megillah no problem at all good to go then says the Gemara, maybe this idea, the fact that he had a second Megillah sitting in front of him, maybe 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 this idea supports the Shita Rav Yochanan. He says, We are very mocked on this with Sefer Torah, that you're not allowed to write anything in a Sefer Torah without looking at another Sefer Torah that has been verified as kosher. So says the Gemara, this is not a rai at all. Maybe the, this particular case of the Megillah, Dilma, the Isrami, Le'Isramuyei, just he happened to have a McGill in front of him it was for convenience but maybe had he known it by heart good to go it says the Gemara we need to analyze that 12 lines from the bottom (laughs) that it is forbidden for one to write anything without copying, and Maisvei, that's not necessarily true. Reb Shimon ben Elazar, Meir went to go be Ma'abir the Shana. We know it happened seven and nineteen years that we're Ma'abir the Shana by adding Adar Sheni. He went to Asya to this particular city, but it was on Purim. So what did he do? He's the Talmud The Kusfamiliiba He wrote the whole thing by himself. He grabbed a quill, He grabbed some cloth. No problems. Got Tanach down. It says the Gemara, that's not a riot. You can't bring a proof from him about that. He has fulfilled the following. Your pupils will be straight in front of you. What does that mean? Excuse me. What does that mean? That your pupils are straight in front of you. This is talking about Torah. When a person's eye is tired, they have nothing left anymore. So Lamaisa, when you're not pounding the books and you're not being a Masmid, you're not going to know everything. This is Rav Meir we're talking about. The Afidu even if Rav Meir slept, and I'm sure he slept to a minimum, Miyu Sharmein, Rav He knew everything by heart. So says the Gemara, He saw that Rav Hanano was writing things, Shalom He was writing Sifrei Tanakh without... Looking uh, and by copying, he was just doing it by heart. So Amar Leh, he said, Really, really, you should be able to do it by heart. And the rabbi has put an injunction on this. You're not allowed. Ah, so then the Gemara asks, It's Kasha against Rabbeir. Once we know that technically speaking, it could be written that way, but we don't. It implies that Rabbanana was a Tamar Chacham et Slov. Reb shouldn't have been allowed to write. We just learned from Rav Hananel that Rav Hananel was not allowed to write without copying, even though he was miyushar, and even though he had the whole Torah right in front of him. I know people who know Tanakh by heart. One of Rai Rebbeim, not directly, but indirectly, when I was in Smicha, the guy across the and running a yeshiva there, you know, every single, he's like a little kid from Zilberman's, you know, every single Pesach, Kisidron, in all of Tanakh, he does 20 Prakim of Tanakh every single night with his wife. They come home, they pound 20, 20 Prakim a night, 20 Prakim. A lot. This person told me that his brother knows every single tosfos in. Uh, in Shas, in, it doesn't matter. In some huge swab, cut of Torah, much more than we know. <laughs> I don't know any Torah by heart. The zero doesn't help at all. These they're not a normal family. Twenty prak in the night. Anywhere you start, he knows full shot in every pasuk. Rashi, Radak, you name it. He's got it all down cold. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So can he write the Megillah by heart in his sleep? He could write it, but it's nisir derabonin. You should not be doing that. So how did Reb Mayer do it? The Gemara answers Shasad Chakshani. What was the case with Rab Meir? No choice. We have to be ma'aber the shana. Being ma'aber the shana affects everything. It pushes off pace. We need to nail this down properly. It's got to be done right. We're in charge of this. Therefore, he was allowed to do it. But otherwise, correct. It's not appropriate for one to copy down. Anything in the Torah without copying uh, to write a sefer Torah without copying from another five four lines from the bottom. Abaye allowed the They were uh, sofrim to write Tfilin and mezuzos without copying from another thing. Keman who is this like, slakhi. like the following opinion. Mishum Says in the name of Rabbeinu, which is Rebbe, Tefillin and Mazzuzos nechta'vah shalim naksab'in and siyertu. So we learn the first part is, a, is the part that we need, which is that these things don't need to be copied as they are written. And as well, the Tefillin and mezuzos do not require to they do not require the etched lines in the parchment to make sure that the writing is straight. Ve'hilchasal ha'chalamaisa Tefillin ain't and siyertu. We don't pass like him entirely. It's true that Tefillin don't require to, but mezuzos, tzrichen do require, and edvi edin Yes, correct. You can write and bal Why? Says the Gemara, my time because migras krisin. Everybody knows them by heart. Shema We all have to. We can all do it in our sleep many times over. No problem. Now, we don't know Kadesh and V'echa as much as we should. There is in the art school. They have it there for us to read. I used to do that when I, when I was younger. And I should still, but I don't. Does anybody still do it? I don't know. You've seen the type, David. Says the Gemara, last line on Yudh Chesimid Beis, we said that there were four types of ink that cannot be used. Sam says the Gemara is Sama. Rashi indicates um, with commentary, not in the Rashi directly, that it's actually a gold lettering. It's a gold lettering. Um, and that's not allowed. Sikra is red. Amar Sashma. That's just the name of it. It was a red dye. That's what Rashi says. Two lines from the bottom. That's what painters would use. Kumus uh, Kuma. Rashi says, this is Sraf Ilan. It was sap from a tree that was used as an ink. Top of your Testament Aleph. Kantum. What was that ink? That was Kharsa de... This is something that we totally would have done had we uh, not been told it was restricted. Shoe polish. The ink for shoe polish is givaldic Maybe we could paint our filling with it. No, it's not made lishma. It's not allowed to be used. That's what Rashi says, top of the page, Sam, it's a dye. It should bo min alim that we use to, to dye our shoes black. Not allowed to use it for a safer Torah. has to be lishma v'chule. What about diphtara? We said that that type of cloth is not allowed. What is that? It's demaliyach v'kamiach. It's been salted, and it's been put in this flour-water mixture, but below afis, it hasn't gone through the final part of this where it's saturated in a finalizing liquid made from gallnuts that is uh, not considered good and niyar is machka. This is papyrus. One is not allowed to use papyrus, which is peeled from a tree. I believe uh, that is not allowed to be used for uh, the Megillah as well. Top of Yitzezamadalef, second line. Donot should take suva. Ashuris. How do we know that it has to be written in Ashuris? This validates what we said earlier that it can be written in Ashuris and as well Yevanes. Although Yevanes is not mentioned here. Lastly, in this section before the Mishnah, the Sefer Video, we know that it has to be written on parchment and with ink. And how do we know this? Because Asiya, we have a xereshov, Xiva xiva by us, it says, "V'chikosev Esther Hamalka." But Chizkiasam another pasuk. We're not going to get into the sugya there; we don't have time. But the pasuk says, "Vayomer lem mm-hmm. Baruch mipiv Yikare Eliyahu." It's called the Rima Eliyahu. And because of the Gzera Shavu from one to the next, we extrapolate that by the Megillah as well it has to be besefru vidyo. Next, the Mishnah says, Ben you have a city person who went to a walled city, or you have a person who lived in a walled city who went to the big city. So we know they read on different days. Mukav Choma reads on the 15th. Everybody else should read on the 14th. Says the Gemara, how do we know what he should do? He's visiting. So If whoever is visiting it plans to go back to where they came from, then they should follow the rules of their own home. If they plan on staying forever, their family, they're coming, whatever, they live in Mukav Choma, but they're going to the Beit Shemesh, wherever they're going. So then they can stay and they have to read like that nation, like that like that city. So how much of the Megillah does one have to read to be Kula, You have to read the entire Mishnah to be the entire Megillah to be Yotzeh. From the second parak, as we indicated by Mordechai, which we'll discuss a little bit more in the Gemara. So three different sheaths, we'll see a fourth momentarily in the Gemara, but four different sheaths as to what uh, what parts of the Megillah must be read to be yotze. The Gemara opens about 12 lines down and you test. Him. But Aleph, let's get to the bottom of the page. On um, we said that a ben that goes to a Krakh and a Krakh that goes to another city, it depends if he's going back or not. How much time? When is it? When is he going back to his city? Um, On when did the halachos of the beginning of our Mishnah apply? On balay- 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 Arba. So you have to go back that night because you have a to hear that night. If you're not going back that night, then you're considered like the person who lives in that new city. Even if you're going back in the morning. Balay- so, Kor'in imahem. Kor'in imahem. You, read, you read like the city that you're visiting. So that would be the right way to do things. How do I know that what I'm saying is true? The pasuk has a repetitive language. It says "prazos" twice. Says the Gemara that if you have a person who's a, from a, a city that's paros, then he's considered a ben yomo. That's great. Okay, Ashkechan Paros, a city person, can be referred to as a Paros, as a Ben yomo implied from the Pasuk, Mukaf Minolan. What about a person who goes to a Mukaf for one day? How can we assume that he is considered to be like a Mukaf Choma person? Says the Gemara, we don't need to for that. It's a Svarahu, that's just rational. May the Paros Ben Kari Paros. If a person who's a non-walled city walled city person is considered a Paros just for one day, then Mukaf yom, mukhaf Ben Yomo also Kari Mukaf. Beautiful. Says the Gemara Ben Kfar. What about a villager? What did we say about a villager? That they go back to the Yom Haknisah because they didn't have a lot of beds and they weren't very knowledgeable. They didn't know how to read. So they would always do this on a Monday and Thursday. They go back in time. That's why our Mishnah has, you would give me a Dal That's why we have so many days because of the Yom Haknisah. that people in the villages would be able to go back to the, to the Monday or Thursday prior. So says Rava that if you have a villager who goes to the big city, so Ben Ben Kach, He reads with the big city. My time, huh why is it that we don't have the same rules of a ben kfar and a ben ear as we had had for a ben ear and a ben krach? Says the Gemara, don't forget the leniencies that we learned earlier in the Masechta. My time up. Because, hi, this guy who is a ben kfar, he's really kibne ir boyu lemikre. Really, technically speaking, he should be reading like a ben ear. It's just that, ala kfar Really, it was just that, the only reason we were lenient is because uh, they were bringing food to the cities, and but that was easier for them. Mili, ki That's all, the leniency only applies when the ben Kvar is in his city. But if he's not in his city, Abai doesn't like this. Says the Gemara, of brisa, strange dialogue. ben k'rach ben kach this uh, this does not fit with our Mishnah. What does this say? Someone from a walled city goes to the big, big city. Either way, he reads like the place where he's from. So says Abaye, I've learned our Mishnah. It can't be Ben Krah. It's a typo. Ben Krach, Sal Kadaitach. We said in our Mishnah that oh, that just depends on whether or not you're going back to your city. It doesn't depend on anything else. So what is this language about Ben Krach? It has to be a mistake. It must be Ben Kfar. If it's Ben Kfar and the Bryce is talking about a Ben Kfar, then it implies not like Rava. Because if Abaye is right that this Bryce is talking about a Ben Kfar, so then it says, that he reads like his own city on the Yom Nisa. And Rava said it's not the Yom Nisa, He reads it on the day like the big city. So says the Gemara, uh, Rava says back to Abaye, you just quoted me a Brisa and, and changed the wording because you didn't like it. I'm going to do the same thing. He says, the lav trutze didn't you already give it your own answer? I'm going to feed it right back to you. You said it wasn't Ben Krach, it was Ben Kfar. So I'm going to tell you that the uh, it shouldn't say Kori It should say Tani, Korei <laughs> I'm just going to change the Brisa just like you did so that it's not a
1: conflict.
0: From where do we read the Megillah? Um, yeah, we'll get there before Mara. Says the Gemara. This is a fourth sheet that we had the first three quoted in our Mishnah. We said, Kula. Uh, in our Mishnah, you have to read the whole thing. That was Rabmeir, Meir, Rabbi Huda said Me Ishihudi, Hudi, Rabbi Yosi said Me Achard and this new sheet's two thirds of the way down at the two dots. There, in the name of Rashbi, it says Me balai Lahu. And Amar Rabbi Yochanan Mikra Echad Everyone was understanding one pasuk when they came up with their sheet. Remember, the conversation we're discussing is how much of the Megillah you have to read in order to be Yotze. Says the Gemara. Esther What does it mean? Called Tokef? Manda Amar According to Rabbi in our Mishnah, it says you have to read the whole Mishnah. Tokpo Shalach We're talking about the strength of Ashverosh, which is from the beginning of. The book that's kula. Cool. The one who says that we have to read from Ishudi. that's because of Tokvoshal Mordechai. And the part of Mordechai was from relatively speaking in Perak That's when he uh, started to show up on scene. That's talking about Haman. That's why you have to start from there. The sheet of Rashbi was Tokvoshal Nase when the miracle started. The Pasuk says, mm-hmm. that's when all the miracles really started to play out. Mordechai all of a sudden became the Mishnah Lamelech because he ended up being carried by Haman. All the miraculous things that we saw, the subtext, to all the Pasukim that we saw in the Gemara started playing out there. So that's the Shita number one. Uh, of, that's Pasuk number one and all the four commentaries there. But Rav Huna, four lines before the wide line says, you're right about all the four Shitas, but they have different sources. Rav Huna Amar Mehecha, it's from a different Pasuk. Now we're going to play off this language. It says, umar ra'u. We're going to play off all three parts of this in order to understand this. Manda According to Reb Merin our Mishnah says you have to read the whole entire thing to be Yotze. play on the pasuk. What was the mistake that uh, that uh, used when he started to use the kelim at the base of His mistake was al play on the pasuk. He made a mistake in the math. Remember the discussion about Shatzer and he thought he corrected it. Even Daniel made a mistake in the math. Not so simple. What was the result of this error? The al Vashti. Vashti ended up being killed, so therefore a mayor holds that it. it has to be the whole entire thing is read. First of the middle-width lines, according to one who says we have to start from Haman. what ended up uh, happening was that Mordechai um, instigated a problem with Haman. Mm, just lost my place, sorry. Uh, yep, the Haman and Al Kacha, second of the white lines. Al Kacha, uh, what ended up happening? The reason why he wouldn't uh, service Haman is because uh, he was treated himself as a My what was the result? These so all the miracles took place, So Mordechai ended up not being the one who was hanged. According to the sheet our mission Rabbi Yossi says that we're supposed to only read from the part from Haman and onwards. Why was Haman so angry with all the Jews? Al Kacha, what happened? Because Mordechai I was, was was stubborn and keeping halacha. He has no desire to bow down. What ended up happening from there? And the last sheet, according to Rashbi, who says that we have to read the Megillah only from halacha, shuash, sefer, What ended up taking place that made him take out the sefer, HaZichronos. Remember the story from a few blot ago. <coughs> the reason why he ended up taking out that book was because he was so bothered that Haman was there. And therefore, he took out the book. of And what was the result? Yisrahi saw all the miracles that took place from there. Good. So those are the two different approaches as to why we have four shitas as to when we're supposed to read the Megillah, how much of it we're supposed to read, not when, but how much we're supposed to read. Six lines from the bottom. We pass on like Rav Meir that we are obligated to read the entire Megillah. The of Kamina, you walk in Tupsukim late. According to every other shita, you're yote. Just so Rav Meir says that you're not. And even according to the sheet of Sheetah, the second Sheetah, which we saw in our Mishnah, I think that was Rabbi Huda. yep, Rabbi Huda says that from Sheetah, he says, you still have to have the whole Megillah written. You have to have Perak Aleph written as well, if you want to be Yose the Megillah. The Megillah has both the status of a Sefer, it also has the status of an Igeris. What are the features of each of these? The reason why why w- the halacha that would be similar between the Sefer Torah and the Megillah is as follows that if you use pishtan you're, it's usher to use that. It has to be animal parts. You're not allowed to use anything else. And that it is considered like an Igeres in the following way that if you put in three threads, then it is considered kosher. That they have to be in thirds. What is this talking about? So if you can imagine that you have a book like this and you're trying to put up a binding, it's a Megillah, though, it's a scroll. So this is page one of the parchment, and this is page two. Normally, halachically, when you have a Sefer Torah, you have to stitch top to bottom. However, when it's an you don't have to do that. You almost put in three stitches. One, two, three. But they have to be equidistant. That's the last piece of the Gemara. They have to be four sections with three stitches in the middle. That's kosher for an and not a Sefer Torah. That's that last line that we just learned, that it has to be in thirds, not thirds and thirds. It has to be uh, equidistant, three stitches from top to bottom. We're going to stop right here. We'll pick up on Shabbos morning with Amarav Huda, three lines from the bottom, wishing you all a beautiful night.